Welcome back to our study of the Lord's Prayer. We looked last time at the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus taught us to pray, Your will be done. And today we are going to focus on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus teaches us to pray, Give us this day our daily bread. So with this request, we have now shifted from the first set of three petitions, which focus mainly upon God, and now we are beginning to look at the second set of three petitions, which focus mainly upon us and upon our needs. So let's ponder together, let's think together, let's consider together what this fourth request has to teach us and to remind us. Now, on the surface, this is a very simple request, right? You don't really need somebody to explain to you what it means to say, give us this day our daily bread. And yet, that doesn't mean that it's not worth taking time to ponder this, to meditate on it. When the Bible talks about meditation, what it means is we sort of mumble over or murmur over God's word. We ponder it. We, we think about it. We plumb uh, the depths, as it were, of God's word, or at least we, we try to. We never can fully, right? but we try to dig deeper into what God has said, and then we, uh, with that, try to let it dig deep into us, into our hearts and into our minds, so that it shapes our prayers, our actions, our desires, and so on. So let's consider together what Jesus is teaching us when he says that we should pray, give us this day our daily bread. The first thing that this request reminds us is that we have needs. We have needs. Ever since the Garden of Eden, mankind has been trying to assert itself as though we were gods. Right? That was part of the temptation in the garden that Satan said, uh, if you eat this, you will be like God. God knows if you eat it, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And Eve took and ate, and Adam took and ate as well. And even today, what are people doing? We're trying to make ourselves, people are trying to make themselves into gods or trying to think of themselves as gods. Sometimes people want to be treated as though they were gods. But this request is a very simple reminder that we are not gods. We are not God. We have needs. We are not immortal in and of ourselves. We are not self-existent like God. We need bread, water, shelter. Otherwise, we will die. God doesn't need anything. He just is. He is the I am. He's self-existent. He's not dependent upon anything to exist. But we are dependent on all kinds of things to exist. Most basically, we need air, right? We need food. We need water. We need shelter. And so in this request is an acknowledgement that the one we are praying to is God, but we are not God. That we are dependent creatures, that we are needy, that we have needs. And not only that we have needs, but this request reminds us that our needs are daily. We don't just occasionally need a little boost, need a little help, need a little something to keep us going. We need something 
daily. We need food daily. We need water daily. The amount of time that we can go without these things is very brief, right? You can fast for a little while from food. You can go a little while without water, but you can't go very long. And for normal life, we need these things on a daily basis. And so our needs are real. Our needs remind us that we are dependent on God, that we are, we are needy creatures. We are not the creator. We are not God, the self-existent one. Right? We are his creatures and we have needs and we have needs daily. And so as we go to God and ask him to give us this day our daily bread, we are also reminded that God is the giver of all good things. In James 1.17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. That includes big gifts and small gifts. It includes daily gifts, right, like bread, and it includes once-in-a-lifetime gifts, like the moment you were salvation, that's a gift of grace. The moment of your, of your salvation, that's a gift of grace. Right? So all these good gifts come to us from God. They are gifts to us from God. And He is a generous giver. Right? So we should remember, as we pray this prayer, we should be reminded not only of our need, our daily need, but that the one we are praying to is the giver of every good gift. And perhaps there is a warning here as well. In Deuteronomy 8, God warns the nation of Israel, and the warning that he gives them is very appropriate for us as well. As I read it, think to yourself, can you translate this into our current context? Not, not that we're in the same situation as Israel, but do you see us facing the same temptation that God was warning Israel about in Deuteronomy 8. Listen to these words. He says, Take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments and His rules and His statutes, which I command you today, lest, and notice this, when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware, notice this warning, beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So he's warning Israel as they prepare to enter the promised land. He's warning Israel not to forget God, not to think that they are the reason why 
they are wealthy. If they accumulate wealth, if things begin to go well for them, they're well fed, they've got plenty of money, their houses are well built, they can begin to think, look how well we've done for ourselves. Look what we've done. We have accomplished this. We have provided for ourselves. But he reminds them of how he provided for them before they got to the promised land. And he says, not only that, but he says, God is the one who gives you power to get wealth. So if you say to yourself, well, I don't need to pray for daily bread. I mean, I have a good job. I have a good bank account. Stock market is doing well. And the pantry is stocked. I don't need to pray for daily bread. I've got this thing taken care of. Well, be careful. Uh, don't forget who's given you health so you can work. Who's given you a job? Who's given you the ability to buy groceries and to pay the bills and to pay your mortgage and all those things. All of that comes from God too. And so when we pray, asking the Lord to um, give us this day our daily bread, right, part of what we are doing is we are acknowledging that the things we need come from God. The, the prayer focuses on bread, but it's not a stretch for us to, um, as we sort of expand on this prayer at times as we're praying, God, give us, give us our daily needs. Give us health so we can work. Give us a job so we can work. Or thank you for the job that we have. Thank you for our health. Thank you that there's food in the pantry and food on the table. We recognize that all these gifts come from you. Right? When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're reminding ourselves of where our daily bread comes from. Even if we were able to get it days ago, right? Even if it's been sitting in the pantry for a week because we can buy a week's worth of groceries at a time. All of that is a gift from God. All of that is part of how God provides for us. Or maybe you're in a situation now or you've been in a situation sometime in your life where it really was day to day, not knowing where you're going to get your meal today or if you're going to get a job today or if you're going to get paid today. And in those situations, we're reminded more acutely that it really is the Lord that we are dependent upon to provide for us every single day. It's always true. But when the Lord's blessings pile up, so to speak, when the pantry's full and when the job is good and when your health is good and all those things, it's easy to forget that all of those things are still coming to you from the Lord one day at a time, day after day. So this prayer is a reminder and perhaps even a bit of a warning right, not to take for granted what God has given to us, but to remember that it comes from Him and not to be presumptuous and act like and think like we have provided all of this for ourselves. It's also a reminder that God has promised to provide. Later in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about anxiety and not being anxious about what you're going to eat and drink and wear and so on. And toward the end of that teaching, He says, uh, beginning in verse 31, he says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. 
but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So God has promised to provide for us what we need, right? But we, part of that promise is we need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's fascinating how that is um, really just an extension of what Jesus has taught us to pray. If we pray with the Lord's Prayer for God's name to be hallowed, God's kingdom to come, God's will to be done, and then for our daily bread, then we are seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That's what the first half of the Lord's Prayer is about. And then we are acknowledging we have needs. We need food. We need clothes. We need water. We need things to drink, to eat, to wear. Well, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. It's almost as though he's saying, if you are genuinely praying the first half of the Lord's Prayer, you can be confident that God will answer the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, that he'll give you your daily bread. All these things he'll add to you. He he doesn't want you to be anxious about it. He will take care of you. Or in chapter 7, Verses 7 through 11, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him. So God has promised to answer our prayers for our good. Doesn't mean they'll always be answered the way that we want them to be or think they ought to be. But he does care about us. He loves us. He's a better father than we are to our children. And so he's going to answer our prayers and, and take care of us and provide for us. We don't have to worry about that. But we are supposed to ask. We are supposed to petition him, to request as we pray for the Lord to provide according to his promise to give us this day our daily bread, our daily bread. As we pray this prayer, we should also remember the priorities of the Lord's prayer, right? Remember that praying for God's name to be honored, God's kingdom to come, God's will to be done, as we just mentioned, that's the first half of the Lord's prayer and those priorities come first. Now, that's significant in part because of uh, what Proverbs 30 says, verses 8 and 9. Proverbs 30, 8 and 9 says, Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or, lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. In other words, Proverbs 30 is saying, the reason why I need you, God, to give me food enough, not too much, but not too little, is because if I have too much or if I have too little, I'm not going to hallow your name. I'm not going to honor you. I might dishonor you by stealing if I don't have enough to eat. I might dishonor you by acting like I don't need you. Who is the Lord, right? If I've 
got too much, if I'm rich, if I don't recognize my, my need for you. So even this, like even this is reflected in the priorities of the Lord's Prayer. That the first need is not give me my daily bread. The first need is for God to be honored, for God's kingdom to come, God's will to be done. And even receiving our daily bread is part of what helps us to fulfill those requests, right? We pray for God's name to be honored. And in order for God's name to be honored, we need daily bread so we can live, so we don't have to steal, right? Because if we steal, we won't honor God. And if we die, we won't be able to honor Him anymore in, in, in this life, in this world, right? Among um, among uh, God's people, right? That, w- that will be able to be in the presence of the Lord and honor Him there, but right, but but not here. So um, all of this stuff is all of these things are tied together, right? All these things work together. Uh, just a couple more thoughts. This prayer also helps us to remember, or as we're praying this prayer, we ought to remember that we are praying this prayer together. Remember that first word in our English translations is the word our. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We, and we said at the beginning, this is a prayer to be prayed together. Which means when we pray, and we see it in, in the fourth petition as well, right? Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. We're not just praying for ourselves. We're praying for our brothers and sisters too. As we pray this together, we're saying, God, we all have needs. And even if I'm not feeling my needs very acutely today, collectively, we all have needs. I, I've got a brother who, who does have an acute need today. He, he really needs that daily bread today. So when we pray this prayer, it reminds, it reminds us, ought to remind us, right, that we're praying not for ourselves, but not just for ourselves, rather, but for our brothers and sisters in Christ, too. And then finally, remember who you are praying to, our Father. You're not praying to somebody who's distant and indifferent. You're not praying to somebody whose arm you have to twist to try to get their attention and compel them to do whatever it is that you're asking them to do. You're praying to the one who sent his son in love so that you might be adopted into his family through his son's death and resurrection. He chose to make you his child. He has claimed you for his own, called you to be his own. So when you pray to him, you know that he loves you. He genuinely cares about you. He wants what is best for you, even more so than you do yourself. So remember not only who you're praying for, you're praying for yourself and for your brothers and sisters in Christ, but remember who you're praying to. And the Lord's Prayer has been prayed untold millions, billions, trillions of times in the last 2,000 years. And it has been studied and meditated upon and taught and so on. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm standing on the shoulders of others and the things that I have um, brought out of this verse today, uh, I'm sure I've gleaned some of those from other people as well. And I hope that they 
encourage you and hope that they help you as you continue to pray the Lord's Prayer, memorize the Lord's Prayer, let the Lord's Prayer shape the way that you pray, the things you pray for, the priorities uh, that you reflect in your prayer as we remind ourselves that we have a Father who loves us and that most important is for His name to be honored and His kingdom to come and His will to be done. But also, it is important for us to say, we have needs, we have daily needs, and you are the giver of every good thing, and you have promised to provide for your children. So would you give us food, drink, clothing, whatever it is we need, and help us to give thanks to you when we receive it. Amen.